Welcome into Jags AM here in London, sunny London, just outside of London. We are in England for Jags AM, our final Jags AM on location before we head back to Florida. And we got a little Florida weather today, so we're not too mad about that. Um, you guys, what's this trip been like for you? I think it's interesting to kind of see how the team is kind of stuck together, a little bit of a training camp-like feel because they've been with each other for, it's going to be two weeks now, almost at the end of this. I marvel just at the logistics of what it takes to do this, right? I mean, you talk about the team, and they've done it for several years, but now you bring over an entire organization because that Wembley game is a Jaguars game. You know, from all the broadcasts that we do, and we do a lot of them, you know, evening, morning shows, um, it takes a huge effort to do something like this. And I, I marvel at how smoothly it's gone. At least from my perspective, it appears everything has gone well. It's a remarkable uh, logistical feat, and I think what's uh, most impressive, uh, Brian, you were here the first year, and uh, me in the first year of London, uh, 13. First year of the team, yeah. Those times sort of felt like uh, experiments, if you will. Uh, you know, it was interesting, but it wasn't really, they were making the commitment, but now it feels like this is something that they just do, they know how to do. And uh, I don't want to say flexing, but you know what I'm saying. It, it, now they do it and do it well and showing the full commitment. It, it has been an impressive growth on that front. And we should point out, they have a staff here now in the U.K. And shout out to them because they worked hard to make sure that the framework was in place to make this happen. Now let's see if the team can go make it happen and go home with two wins. That sure would be nice. Let's talk about our big things this week because it's going to be a big game on Sunday. Our first big thing is buckle up because the Bills have been a force to be reckoned with their last three games or so, and the weapons on offense make them very dangerous. Doug Peterson talked about what the Bills bring to the table earlier this week. This is a great football team. Um, great quarterback, uh, obviously. Um, well coached. You know, uh, obviously the the, the fingerprints of Coach McDermott on this defense and what they're doing. Um, so, yeah, it's a challenge for us. And, uh, you know, it's something that we can learn maybe from, from that Chiefs game, uh, preparation, hard work, all of that going into this week. And, and um, you know, uh, just know that, that our guys will be, you know, they'll be ready, you know, for, for Sunday and, and look forward to the opportunity. Brian, can you truly be ready for the Bills when, they, when they're on their best effort? <laughs> Well, you can be ready to do what you do, right? We hear sure. that all the time, that it's not about them, it's about us. So if Doug and his team are prepared to do what they do at a high level, then yeah, you can be ready for it. I was walking uh, up off the bus this morning and, and talking with some folks, and, and we came to the consensus that if the Jaguars could get off to a fast start on Sunday, right, then you'd have an advantage over the Bills, who undoubtedly will have to get their sea legs. You know, they land tomorrow morning and, and players have talked about it. It's a struggle at times, you know, to feel good by Sunday. So if you're going to have an advantage, it's going to be getting off to a fast start early. Well, Doug loves to say that it's about them, meaning the Jaguars, not about the opponent. This week it might be about them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, because this team's really good. We talked yesterday, might be the best team in the AFC right now, might be the best team in the NFL. Uh, I agree the fast start. The fast start would enable you to get some confidence, start converting in the red zone. Uh, get a little bit of a lead, but then guess what? You got to keep building on that lead because this team is really, really good offensively. But a fast start would enable you to maybe uh, get the other Josh Allen, uh, not nervous, but trying to make plays, get into his bugaboo a little bit. 
Um, I think that's uh, really their hope. I agree with the consensus, and usually I'm sort of a contrarian, Brian. <laughs> well, look, if there's an advantage to having been here all week and a disadvantage to coming over, it's going to evaporate quickly because they're that good. So you better take advantage of it. They truly are. Big thing number two this week is must be better because we've talked about the third down issues that the Jaguars have had. Bills do not have that problem. They are very impressive on third down. And Doug talked earlier this week a little bit about what Josh Allen does and what makes him so dangerous. Last time I faced him, I think it was in 2019, um, you know, and, and it's a challenge to get him on the ground when you can. But he's got a big arm. Uh, can't fall asleep on, on the receivers and his ability to, to extend plays. And, and uh, he does a nice job of finding, you know, finding his targets. And uh, um, it's a challenge for our defense this week. Josh Allen always seems to find a way, other than when he's having one of those three interception games, of course. But when he's on, he is he's well, lights out. They don't need to line up in that rugby scrum that the Eagles have made so famous. He doesn't need anyone pushing him from behind. He's six foot six and two hundred and sixty pounds, and and it really it stands out that you've got to get those guys into third and long situations so that Josh Allen can't just line up on third and two and fall forward and get it on his own. He's a tremendous player, and you want to put him in the most difficult situations as possible. And it's going to be up to the Jags, Josh Allen, and Trayvon Walker to do that. Yeah, he, he's really a unique guy. Build-wise, he reminds you of uh, Roethlisberger a little bit, but yet he uses that size and, and speed that he's got more than Ben did in yeah, terms of trying to be an offensive that. weapon with it. You wonder a little bit, uh, can he hold up for his entire career? But Ben did, you know, so that size, prototypical on that front, I just keep going back to it. Um, you've got to get him in long yardage. You've got, you almost have to assume that they're going to score a bunch of points. You have to hope that his mistakes come in a situation you can take advantage of him. And you've got to score. I don't know if, if a couple of turnovers is enough against this team if you're not being efficient offensively. Uh, I joked earlier. It's, it's about the Bills more than the Jaguars, but it's about the Jaguars offensively scoring enough to keep up with this guy. Our big thing, number three, is about the big man. Back in action, Cam Robinson practiced yesterday. Doug wasn't entirely committed that Cam was going to start in this first game back, but he did talk a little bit about the O-line yesterday. We have no issues with Luke at all. I mean, he's, he's done an outstanding job. You know, we do know, I mean, Shatley is a backup center for us. If something were to happen to Luke, obviously, you know, uh, Tyler would be the one to go in, but but there's there's no no conversation at all about that. Um, fully confident in Luke. So Doug hasn't fully told us yet. I'm going to speak for him and say Cam Robinson is definitely playing <laughs> in this game on Sunday. Likely that means Walker Little will move over to left guard, and then he's committed to keeping Fortner at center at least for now. So I'll I'll just let everybody know that probably what's going to end up happening. So, but how much can Cam help this? Oh, I, I think a lot. You know. You, we got the chance to see him before practice. Then I go down to the practice field afterwards to grab a coach and a player. So I got to see him at the end of practice yesterday and then going off to the side with the offensive lineman. He looks good. And he looks motivated. And he looks hungry. He was very energetic yesterday. Um, I, I thought that they might put Tyler Shatley in at center, right? And I was clearly reaching on that one, according to the head coach. I am absolutely 100% believe that Cam Robinson – is going to play on Sunday, and I think he might play well. Yeah, and I think they wanted to make sure this week that he was ready to do that. Uh, Doug, he put words in Doug's mouth, but uh, when he was asked about Cam, 
you had mentioned yesterday that he wasn't in great shape in training camp. Doug said something to the effect of uh, he knew what he needed to get ready. So I think Cam knew in August, well, okay, it's, it's great, but I'm not playing until October. Uh, feels like he knew what he had to do to get ready by October. I'm, I'm with you guys. I'd be surprised if he doesn't play. And, you know, it's not fair to think he's going to change the entire offensive line. But he is a really good run blocker. Well, and, he, you know, your best guys are your best guys for a reason. Uh, it stands to reason that on the left side they will be stronger with him than without him. I do think he will have an impact because when you move Walker Little, who's a really good football player, inside, now you've strengthened two positions. you got Leonard Floyd coming from the outside. We expect to see Von Miller coming from the outside. They're a talented defensive front, and to have a guy like that who is a top competitor, I mean, that's the best way to describe him. He has an edge about him. He wants to not only put you on the ground, he wants you to stay there. And that's the kind of mentality that I don't think we've seen from this offensive line in his absence. So it's good to have him back. We talked about this team pressing and maybe just the feel wasn't quite there last couple of weeks. Obviously, they got on track up against the Falcons, but Cam's got a little attitude to him, and yeah. that's what they need on the line. He really works well with Anton Harrison, the rookie uh, right tackle. So I think just, just the energy Cam brings sometimes can be helpful. He doesn't have a little attitude. He has a lot. Well, he's the guy who can get in other guy's face yeah. and yeah. will. And, you know, it's not everybody's personality type, but it always has been Cam's. He's also the guy who'll get in their face. And then if something's going on on the field that's untoward, if you will, he's it. the guy who'll go get in the other team's yeah. face. So he's always been that uh, spiritual leader, so to speak. And I don't want to overplay it because no, there's not. other factors. But he, he is that guy. And uh, players and coaches have always thought much more highly than maybe fans do who are always looking at, okay, maybe this sack given up. Cam Robinson matters to this offense. Well, it's been a long time since we've seen him, too, right? Mm-hmm. He, he hasn't been in the lineup since the Dallas game last year. He wasn't on that, that entire run to the playoffs or into the playoffs. So it's been a long time. It'll be good to have him back. All right. Stay with us. We're going to hear from Trevor Lawrence what he had to say about the upcoming game against the Bills. back into this Thursday edition of Jags AM. Got a big game on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills who are playing amazing football right now. We talked to Trevor Lawrence earlier this week and he's always complimentary of the teams that they're playing but someone asked him about Josh Allen and what he brings to the table and here's what he had to say. He's a great player obviously you know we played against him two years ago and when we're going into that game and just the just the threat that he poses you know running the ball throwing the ball uh, extending plays, obviously, not just him, their offense, their receivers, their line, their backs. I think every all, all those guys can, are capable of making plays, and obviously it starts with him and just his ability, I think. Talking there about Josh Allen's ability to extend those plays, that goes back to third down and how successful they've been. I think they're above 50% on conversions on third down, there and that's are. what makes that offense so lethal. Well, they, they just have their entire playbook open, right? They are always in manageable situations because they've got the long game with Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. They've got the intermediate game with Dawson Knox and the rookie tight end. They just have so many, and, and, they, and they run the ball, which they haven't done you know, very much the last couple of years. They're just a complete offense, and when you're in third and three, 51% third down, I mean, wow, you can do whatever you want. Well, he gives them such an interesting dynamic. Think about last week when it felt like Trevor Lawrence running a little bit sort of gave the Jaguars a little bit of confidence. 
And on third down, a couple of those conversions were big. Well, they've always got that with Josh Allen, and he, and he is such a big man that on third and five, the defense has to account for him running even when the play may not feel like a run with any other quarterback. So I think that gives him a huge advantage on third down because he'll always do it. Some quarterbacks just won't take that chance, won't use their body. So uh, they're a tough out. They really are. He's as big, to give people a perspective, as Josh Allen and as big as Trayvon Walker. Well, he is Josh Allen. (laughs) I I see what you do there. Um, On Buffalo defensive side of the ball, the injury report is pretty extensive for them. They are hopeful that Von Von Miller might come back at some point. I don't know if he'll play on Sunday. That's good Not for us. Not for us. Um, uh, Trey White had an injury last week, and there's some other players, but as a whole, Buffalo's defense is no slouch either, and Trevor talked about some of the issues that they cause when they're on the field. These are these are big games, but really, especially this early in the season, every every game is a big game. No matter if it's NFC, AFC, if it's a division game, you're trying to get as many wins as possible to put you in a good position at the end of the season. So, and this will do that for sure. And obviously, it's an AFC game. Um, it's a, it's a big one. All right, it's a big game. We know we've gone over that with with him, and a little bit of what they're going to be able to do. This will. This will be telling the sense of they've struggled on offense against some teams that maybe didn't have as good of a defense. What will this show if they're able to kind of convert and be the team that we hope they can be on but offense? I think it'll show that Cam Robinson's improved the offensive line. I mean, that's, you're going to need that. You're going to have to be able to run the ball against these guys because last week, if, if you saw the Dolphins game, when they built a lead, they just sent everyone. And they have a wonderful rotation of pass rushers if you're a Bills fan. I mean, they can hit you with the big guy. They can hit you with with now Von Miller, who's going to play in third down situations, probably in his first game back, mm-hmm. or Leonard Floyd. They can do a lot of different things. And with Sean McDermott running the defense, you know they like to send as much pressure as possible. So you better be able to run the ball to slow that down. Well, if they can score against this team, it shows you they're okay. I mean, it, uh, there's been so much angst about this offense. I think eventually it's going to work because there's too much talent on this team for it not to work. It's just a matter of when it gets going. I think overall what's interesting about this game, Brian, is I think about the perception change if the Jaguars win this. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, right now everybody's talking about the Bills being the team. They're talking about, about Miami last week. You win this, now you're 3-2, and two, both 3-2, and two, and you have a tiebreaker advantage over. So it's a huge game in that sense. If the Bills win, it's going to be tough for the Jaguars to catch that team in terms of getting any, any sort of playoff thing. If the Jaguars win it, all of a sudden they're the flavor of the week next week. Well, and it'll be interesting to see. Because remember, the Kansas City game was the big game, and they did not have a good week of practice. So I expect talking to these guys on Sunday morning to hear, we had a really good week of practice because they know, and Doug intimated that in his press conference yesterday, they know what it takes to be ready for one of these games, one of these teams. How much of it is it going to come down to offensive keeping the ball and and keeping the ball out of the other Josh Allen's hands and just having the offense on the field more often for the Jags. You know, John, they can score so fast. Yeah. I'm not sure how, how much time of possession matters. I think every possession in terms of the result matters more than how long it takes to get there. You're going to need points. Yeah, I'm never – I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm never a big uh, keep the ball out of the other team's hands just for the sake of doing that because I, I've always believed at some point if you're scoring, doesn't matter how much the other team has the ball – uh, they can't keep up with you. So I think more than that, Kai, is just uh, 
when they get the ball past the 50, which I, I, I think the Jaguars were, have done a lot this year and will do, they have to turn that into touchdowns and points and not punts and frustration. So if anything has really defined the offense, it's been the opportunities there, third downs and then not red zone. And then you look at the stat sheet, they haven't taken advantage of it. So there's not that much broken if you take advantage of the big situations. They're playing well enough to get themselves there, but then sort of fading in that moment. Well, just to build on that real quick, the Jaguars have nine red zone trips in four games. Nine. That's two and slightly more than that in four games. But three of those came, right, in week one, and they scored three touchdowns. Since then, they've had six trips and only one touchdown. They've got to get to the red zone more, and you get there by staying on the field on third down, at which they're only converting 31% of the time. It's about getting to the red zone and taking advantage of the opportunities this week. But they've been past the 50 a lot, so it's not like... Mean, it's, it's been there some for years, the taking. It's there for the It's taking. been some years around here where you looked at it in the offense. You know, it was almost pointless to do these kind of conversations because they weren't doing anything. So you're like, okay, well, we can talk about it, but it's not going to get fixed. This doesn't feel like that. It just feels like, again, big moments. Red zone's a great stat, but you've been at the 35 with the other teams a lot and haven't gotten the ball in the end zone. Missed opportunities. Hopefully they take advantage. They will need to against Buffalo. Stay with us as we look at he will, he won't, he might, coming up after the break. Welcome back to Jags AM as we're prepping for a big game in London against the Buffalo Bills. We're going to do He Will, He Won't, He Might this week, presented by Suddeth. Brian, who do you have this week? I'm taking Josh Allen, the Jaguars Josh Allen, Josh to be Allen, clear yes. on that one. He'll be a force again this week. I'm not sure he's going to get three sacks, right? Uh, but he told me yesterday he's heard the three sacks, no sacks, no sacks, three sacks criticism, which is be more consistent and show up every week. So he'll show up this week, and he's very motivated to finish. He said it. Coach Bill Shuey told me that yesterday, so he will finish. You know, In fact, he won't have three sacks because what you're going to see is the Bills are looking for Josh Allen. He got him in 2021. He got the Falcons last week. You know, they're not going to let him get him that much but he might open things up on the other side for Trayvon Walker, who had two sacks in the first four games, and who Bill Shuey told me yesterday is also showing a lot of signs of life in the pass rush. I know you don't see it on game day yet, but Shuey believes it's coming. So it might be a situation where Josh Allen opens it up for Trayvon Walker, and we finally see that big day from him. Well, I went with Christian Kirk. Um, he will, you know, I think he's going to be part of it from here on out. And there were times in the first uh, two or three weeks where uh, it felt like Trevor wasn't sure exactly how to work everybody into the offense this year. It felt like that's going away a little bit. So Christian Kirk won't uh, disappear. And I, and I don't mean to use that word with Christian Kirk because I don't think he ever has really disappeared. But he's going to be part of it. And uh, he might have his, you know, it, it's almost not fair to call it a breakout game with Christian because he's so consistent when he gets the ball. But this might be the week where it looks like last year for him. Uh, and what's so important about him, as we've all talked about, I'm not sure about Zay Jones's uh, status yet, day to day. It sounds like he's going to be game time decision. But the trust that Trevor has with Christian Kirk against this Bills defense, uh, that might, might. I see, see what you're doing. Yeah. 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 It, following the format. That might uh, be a really key part of the Jaguars offense this week, and it might be what Trevor really depends on. 
I'm going to go with Andre Sisco for my choice this week. He's been a bit of a ball hawk so far. He's been really impressive in the first four games. So I'm going to say he will get his hands on the football this week, whether that's an interception, forcing a fumble. I think he'll be involved in a turnover somehow. And he won't have any issues with fumbling again. I know some of his teammates were getting on him after that interception last week when he fumbled and Boye Aluokun was able to get on the football, so they kept it. But obviously he never won a fumble after getting an interception. And I think he might finally find the end zone. He's had two opportunities on interceptions that could have been pick sixes that weren't. So I think if he does get another interception and he's in that position again, he'll, he'll find pay dirt. And or here's hoping. Uh, Brian, I'll let you speak to this. He also might be the most underrated, really good player on this team. Without a doubt. Uh, and uh, one of the better safeties this team's had in a long, long time. He's growing into that. You thought he might be that when he was drafted because he was drafted lower than he probably should have been. Uh, I don't talk about him enough. I, don't, I probably don't think about him enough in terms of being really, really good. Uh, but he's starting to get to that level of, uh, do you resign this guy? Do oh, you I have think, to get him? But Well, I yeah. mean, you know, because he's starting to get to the level where uh, with all the salary cap Can stuff. Him if you're fee, worried yeah. about being able to afford him, it tells you how good he's yeah, becoming. Yeah, that's my point. And, and, and folks who are watching on TV are at a bit of a disadvantage because they don't always show you enough of the screen to see how deep he can get. He's big enough to come down into the box and play the run, right? But he's also a guy in that deep third who can roam from sideline to the opposite hash mark and the other way. He's a tremendous football player and getting better every week. He's the kind of guy that you want to build your team on. The, the salary cap's going to take a big bump up in uh, 2025. They're going to have to find a way to, to get him. You don't let players like that go. Yeah, but Otherwise, he's not a guy that everybody has talked about for the last year or so. Oh, how are they going to rework well, this going forward? Be, but I think he's, he's going to have to be. Because safety isn't one of those key positions, right? Quarterback, left tackle, wide receiver, pass rusher, and corner are the five premium positions. But a safety who can do so many mm -hmm. different things like that, you've got to find a way to do that. And he makes others on the defense look good, too. I think he helps mm -hmm. out, certainly him and Tyson Campbell being out there together. Are... He would have been a first-round pick instead of a third-round pick had he not torn his ACL early in his final year at Syracuse. He's that good. He's big, he's strong, he's smart, super motivated, super motivated. As you talked to him yesterday, you can tell. He's a really good football player. He's not one you want to get away. Expect a big game from him on Sunday against the Bills. Stay with us. We'll have our final preview, what we expect this weekend on Jags AM. All right, this is our final little bit from outside of London, England, before we head home and before we have a big game on Sunday. Are we going to be heading back to an O? What do we think? It, it's tough to call them as the winners this week because the Bills are playing so, so well. But I've been sort of negative about that all week. And so, we're, so I'm going to go into the weekend thinking more about the opportunity. They win this. Again, all of a sudden, they become the team that everybody was – thinking they were going to be before the season, and they're all of a sudden that hot team. So uh, can't quite pick them, but maybe. Well, I'd, I'll jump in, right? I mean, <laughs> I think that this team gets the over the disappointment, right? The Houston Texans game was a massive disappointment. I think this is that counterbalance, that delightful opportunity that comes up that you're not expecting. The Bills are coming over here, uh, talking to players all week long. You know, It's real how – Bad's maybe not the, the right word, but how ugh, you feel on Friday and Saturday. And you got to work to get ready to play on Sunday. And I think the Jaguars understand the opportunity to get off to a good start. And I think they stay ahead of them. It's going to be narrow, but I think they get a couple of turnovers and they stay ahead of the Bills. And they pull off. It would be a huge upset. I think it, I haven't looked yet, but I imagine everyone back in the States is picking the Bills 
to win comfortably. So my guess is is that this would be an upset, and I think the Jaguars find a way to get it done and get to three and two, and and then you got to come home to a, a Colts game that's all of a sudden surprisingly a big game. I think with the Bills' volatility in the past, there's always a chance that you know the turnovers can be coming from Josh Allen's way. So that's always an opportunity with the defense playing as well as they are. There's a chance there, and I think for me, if you know, not to be a happy in a loss situation, but if we can see the offense score like. They lose like 31, 28, something like that. But the offense gets to where we want them to be. I'm very encouraged by that. So I'm hoping for a good effort. I'm hoping for one of those days for the other Josh Allen and a good day for our Josh Allen. So we'll have to see what actually plays out on Sunday. We appreciate you joining us on Jags AM. We'll check in with you next week. And, of course, I have all your postgame coverage for you.